ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम अज्ञानतिरांधस्ञानाजन शलाखया चक्षुन्मीलिता तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाति स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोश्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरून्वैष्णवाश्रीप साग्रजात सह गणरघुनाथाजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेवराधाकृष्णपादा सह गणलिता श्री विशाखान्विता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगद्भते गोपेश गोपिका कांतराधाकांतनमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरे प्रिय वाछाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम नमो विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण प्रेषा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातदेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू वेरी मच for coming on to the first episode of the Ishopanishad series and today we will go through the invocation mantra in the Ishopanishad so i don't know if you know this that but the invocation mantra is actually taken from the brihadaranyaka upanishad chapter 5 text 1 so this is explained in the chaitanya charitamrita adulila 5th chapter 41st verse in the purport the same verse is quoted there there it is mentioned brihadaranyaka upanishad so that mantra was taken here as the invocation so out of the whole vedic literature especially shankaracharya uh, he had chosen 10 upanishads as the most important there are more than 200 upanishads but 108 are considered principal upanishad and in those 108 Again, ten Mukhya Upanishad. Isha Kena, Isha Kena, Katha Prashna. What is that? Munda Mandukya, Taithiri. This what is that? A starts with A, and then uh, we have. बृहदारण्यकम दश आई हैव मिस्ड आउट टू आई मिस्ड आउट टू सो सो ऑल इज टेन उपनिषद्स दे आर कंसिडर्ड द मुख्य उपनिषद्स बाय शंकराचार्य 
and he had written his commentaries on it. And later on, Ramanujacharya and Madhvacharya also had written commentaries on the same Upanishads. Hare Krishna, I can't hear. Vishnu Teja says, I can't hear. How is... For me, everything looks alright. Kindly... Shvetashvatara? No, no. Shvetashvatara is not in one of the ten. Um, kindly let me know how the sound is because one of them can't hear. But for me, everything looks alright. Kindly let me know in the comments. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Can you hear me? <laughs> let me know in the comments. It's okay for some. It's not okay for some. Some can hear clearly. Mostly they can hear. I don't know, maybe you can um, work your... Maybe restart the phone or restart the app. Maybe it might work. For the rest of them, it's alright. They can hear it. Alright, we will uh, go ahead. So it's okay for everybody else. Yeah. So this is the shortest Upanishad in fact. Isha Upanishad. Only 18 mantras. Whereas in many Upanishads there are um, sometimes chapter and verse. Sometimes mandala, chapter and verse. Like 3, 10, 8. I'll, for example, I'll give you a good example. Um, if you go to Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, text 7, there is a quotation from Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. Is this the one? It should be the one. Yeah. You see, Brihadaranyaka Upanishad 3.8.10. That means there are like a third kanto. It's not called kanto, skanda there. It is called mandala. Mandala means book. So, third book, 8th chapter, 10th verse. So, you can imagine how big this is, Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. And some like Shvetashvatara Upanishad, there is just a chapter and verse. Like... Um, Vetashvartara Upanishad, we have, wait one second, Shvetashvatara, okay you see here, you see this, this verse, Tamishwaranam Paramam Maheshwaram Tam Devatanam Paramam Chadaivatam, this is Vetashvartara Upanishad 6, dot 7 and 8. So that means 6 chapter versus 7 and 8. That means only 6, like only chapter and that means only one book. Whereas this one, Ishopanishad, is just 18 mantras and plus this invocation mantra, total 19. And that's it. <clears throat> so it is a very, very short Upanishad, but it's very important Upanishad, which is why um, it, is one, it is the foremost of all the Upanishads. And Isha, Isha means the Supreme Lord, Supreme Controller. Isha Upanishad, the Upanishad, what is the meaning of the word Upanishad? Upa means um, to go near and Ni means down, Shat means sit. So, go near to the spiritual master and sit down and hear, uh, sit down at his feet and hear the 
Vedic literature. So that is the meaning of Upanishad. Upanayanam. Upanayana means the uh, what is that? The Diksha, which is the Brahmin thread, you know, where you get that one and one gets the Brahmin thread. So that uh, ceremony is called Upanayana because he goes nearer uh, to the Lord. So the first step to go nearer to the Lord is to accept a bona fide spiritual master, Adav Gurvashrayam, Saddharma Pricha, Saddharma Pricha. So we have to inquire about the Saddharma. One second. Just I feel the camera is a bit. Okay. I think that's a bit. So Saddharma Pricha. So to inquire about the true principles of religion, one has to um, go to a spiritual master. So that is the beginning of spiritual life. So Upanishad means to go near to the spiritual master and sit down and hear from him. So now by reading Prabhupada's books, we are doing the same thing. Alright, so let's go to this first verse. So please chant after me, line by line. Or first we will go phrase by phrase and then the whole line. Right? Om Purnamadaha Purnam idam Purnat Purnam udachyate Purnasya Purnam adaya Purnam eva Avashishyate so now we will chant line by line. Please repeat after me. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnam Udachyate Purnasya Purnam Adaya Purnam Eva Vashishyate Again, Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnam Udachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnam Eva Vashishyate Om, the complete whole, Purnam perfectly complete adaha that purnam perfectly complete idam this phenomenal world purnat from the all perfect purnam complete unit udachyate is produced purnasya of the complete whole purnam completely all adaya having been taken away Purnam, the complete balance, eva, even, avashishyate, is remaining. So this is also another example of how one word, purna, purnam, purnena, actually purnena is not here, but purnena, then purna, purnaya, purnat, purnasya, purne, purnaha. So not all are mentioned. 
all the grammatical forms of the word Purna. So, some are mentioned Purnam, Purnat, Purnasya are mentioned here. <clears throat> the personality of Godhead is perfect and complete. And because he is completely perfect, all emanations from him, such as this phenomenal world, are perfectly equipped as complete wholes. Whatever is produced of the complete whole is also complete in itself. Because he is the complete whole, even though so many complete units emanate from him, he remains the complete balance. <sighs> I don't know if you have already... If your mind is already reeling from the, all the words complete, 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 perfect. <clears throat> so now, let's try to understand the personality. Now, what we have, our regular pattern has been while we were discussing the nectar of instruction. We will try to map this English translation to the Sanskrit words. All right. So, we have seen the word to word. But now we will see phrase to phrase. The personality of Godhead is com perfect and complete. Om Purnam Adha Purnam. Uh, no, Om Purnam Adha. Om Purnam Adha is translated as the personality of Godhead is perfect and complete. Now, Shankaracharya actually commentated on all these Upanishads, these 10 Upanishads. And uh, <clears throat> he, he had actually uh, had his own uh, kind of interpretation. So, Om is usually, trans, you know, I think even in Hindus, many Hindus, they say oh, Om has over 700 meanings. They, they just, you know, make up, I don't know where they get it from. But main thing is, Krishna is saying in Bhagavad Gita, Pranavah Sarva Vedeshu, Rasoham Apsukaunteya, Prabhasmi Sashishuryayo Pranava Sarva Vedeshu Shabdhakhe Paurusham Narshu. Where is that? Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, text 8. This Pranavaha Sarva Vedeshu. Pranavaha means the, the three letters A, U, and M becomes Om. Hmm. So, as we know, if we know the Sandhi, A plus U is O and M is the other one. So, in this way, there are three letters there and A stands for the Supreme Lord and the, what is that? M stands for the living entity and U stands for the transaction between them, the, the devotional service. This is explained in the Chaitanya Charitamrita actually, Pranava. So, Pranavah Sarva Vedeshu, you see, the syllable I am, O son of Kunti, I am the taste of water, I am the light of the sun and the moon, I am the syllable Om in the Vedic mantras, I am sound in ether and ability in man. So, the of course, the um, Shankaracharya's followers, they focus on a secondary vibration which is called Tattvamasi. Tattvamasi means I am that. Tattvamasi. So, I am that. So, that is a secondary vibration. They, they, they replace the Maha, I mean the, the Pranava with this uh, sentence Tattvamasi as the Mahavakya, they call it. The 
I think it is mentioned somewhere. One second, I will just. Tat tvam asi. Uh, okay, it is there in the TLC, the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Actually, it is there in the, there is a verse. Mm, Tattvamasi. Secondary. No, it's not. Mm, well. Okay, here, here it is mentioned, Tattvamasi, in this chapter, but um, anyway, it is a secondary vibration. getting it wrong somewhere <clears throat> in the fourth chapter maybe Adilila yeah I, maybe somebody can help me find that so anyway so Tattva Masi is a secondary vibration but they focus on it as more important than Om but um, as we can see so, going back to today's verse, so that Om, uh, every Vedic mantra actually starts with Om in the Vedas. So, that Om is always a representation of Krishna, sound representation of Krishna. But there is actually, uh, in fact, once Prabhupada was mentioning um, in a letter or conversation, in a letter I think, so somebody wrote that he likes to chant Om. Not exactly a disciple, but uh, some uh, somebody who was writing to Prabhupada. So he is from the Western world. So he said, "I want. I like to chant Om, Om." So he said, "Yes, Om is Krishna, but Om gives the impersonal understanding. The, of course, Krishna is the personality. I mean, Om is actually a representation of him. But a person who is impersonalist, he is not drawn to the form of Krishna when he chants Om." He is thinking of the impersonal Brahman. But when you say Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So it is directly Krishna. So it is more personal than Om. So that Prabhupada gave that explanation. And similarly, uh, we have to understand. So, But nevertheless, Om means Krishna. So Om Purnam Adha. So he is Purnam. He is complete, perfect and complete. So, Purnam means complete and perfect. And what do you mean by complete and perfect? Complete means, uh, for example, Prabhupada said, <coughs> a person can be very rich, very rich. Uh, yes, this is the one. CC Madhya 670, 
तत्वमसी जीव हेतु प्रादेशिक वाक्य प्रणव ना मानी तारे कहे महावाक्य सी दिस द सब्सिडियरी वाइब्रेशन तत्वमसी सब्सिडियरी आई वॉज सर्चिंग फॉर सेकेंडरी वाइब्रेशन सब्सिडियरी वाइब्रेशन तत्वमसी यू आर द सेम is meant for the understanding of the living entity but the principal vibration is omkara not caring for omkara shankaracharya has stressed the vibration tatvamasi see thus shri chaitanya mahaprabhu criticized shankaracharya's sharirika bhashya as imaginary and he pointed out hundreds of faults in it to different to, sorry to different shankaracharya however sarvabhauma bhattacharya presented unlimited opposition finally he was defeated by chaitanya mahaprabhu See, so in this way, um, they present something as primary, that which is actually secondary. So purna madha. So when we say complete, shadai shvarya purna. Shadai shvarya purna. That is that also is there in the Chaitanya Ch- 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 Charitamrita. Adalila, I think chap. Uh, sorry chapter 1 text 4 i think no 3 yes yadadvaitam brahmopanishaditadapyasya tanubha ya atmantaryami purusha iti sosyamsha vibhava षडैश्वर्यपूर्णोयूर्ण full with six opulences so there are six opulences uh, again that is also verse aishwaryasya samagrasya viryasya yashashasriyah aishwaryascha oh aishwaryasya 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 okay i think the full verse is not explained here i think it's in the maybe self realization or somewhere so anyway aishwaryasya samagrasya viryasya yashashriya gyana vairagyaschaiva shannam bhaga itingana so these are the six opulences described by parashar muni the father of vyasadev he has uh, in vishnu puran it is described shadaishwarya purna what is that aishwarya shad shad means six aishwarya means um opulences so he is full in six opulences that is purnam what is that aishwarya wealth um aishwaryasya samagrasya samagrasya means full again samagrasya means full viryasya strength yashasha yashasha means fame um shriyah means beauty and gyana knowledge and vairagya yoschaiva so vairagya means renunciation uh, 
so wealth strength fame uh, beauty knowledge and renunciation are the six opulences in which the supreme personality of godhead is full in these opulences now when we speak of full we we think of some tank which is full or you know some and maybe the battery is full and then it will become empty so we are always used to depletion you know our battery becomes depleted our reserves becomes depleted you know in, in this way we are used to the meaning of full as that something which is to the brim to the brim of some container or you know in that way but here there is no container when you say full unlimited that is the meaning of full here purnam complete means how much ever you take away from it he will still remain the same that is what it is explained here purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate so that is the definition of complete and fullness in when we speak about krishna so it is not that you take away something from krishna now he is 98% full and then you take away some more it will become 95% and then 90 and then 50 and then 20 and then 10 and then finally zero and is no no more so the mayavadis have this imperfect understanding of krishna that um sarvam khalvidam brahma they say it's not they say it is vedic words sarvam khalvidam brahma that means everything is brahma brahma means spirit hmm? the brahma is spread across everywhere because he spread across everywhere he is finished he has no just like they give the example like a paper there's a full paper if you cut it to bits you know cut it to pieces then the original paper is no more there it's all bits now so they think in that way that when you have this one full paper and then you cut into two now there is two and then four and then you know a four and then what eight and then 16 like this you go and go go and go and go and in this way one can achieve millions of pieces from that one piece of paper but the original paper is no more there original paper so that's how they calculate the um, brahma as because he is spread across everywhere he is no no more he is he cannot be in one place that's why they cannot understand when krishna comes into this world they think he is also you know covered by maya and therefore he has come he is andantarastha paramanuchayantarastham he is uh, in him all the universes are mama you know resting but then he in his complete fullness is inside each and every one of those universes and each and every one of the atoms how can that be like for example the mother the mother is holding the child within the womb hmm? so for the child all around him is mother all around him is mother but then the mother is not within the child uh, everything is within the, all, the whole child is within the mother but then the mother in her complete fullness is not within the child yes some energy of the mother goes into the child from the umbilical cord but the mother in her whole fullness in, as a person she is not inside the child so that is not possible for a ordinary conditioned soul but krishna on the other hand everything rests in him but still in his complete fullness he is inside every single atom in every single heart of every single living entity 
So that is Purnam. That is real Purnam. That means there is no limit. It is inconceivable to think of, a, you know, we will, it will become mind-bending, you know, if you, if you start thinking about this, thinking about this. You know, it, it, it plays with your, how, how, can, how come something can rest in this and this whole thing can rest inside this one? It is not possible. That is how material, because we calculate like that. <laughs> but for Krishna, it is possible. Everything is possible. Uh, so, Om Purnam Adaha, Purnam Idam, Idam means this. So, it is referring to the phenomenal world. Phenomenal means, of course, one meaning of phenomenal is like great, like wonderful, phenomenal. But here it is not, it is not that. It is wonderful world, but here phenomenal means material. Nominal means spiritual. There is another meaning, phenomenal and nominal. So, phenomenal means this, this material world. Whereas, nominal means spiritual. I think there is a word, there is a verse... Hmm? Yeah, numinous. Actually, numinous. And I think the old Bhagavad Gita is there, nominal. So, jnanam teham savigyanam idam vakshyam yaseshataha yajnatvaneha bhuyonya jnatavyam avashishyate. Chapter 7, text 2 of Bhagavad Gita. Jnanam, phenomenal knowledge. Vijnanam, numinous knowledge. Numinous means spiritual and phenomenal means material. So here it is said, complete knowledge includes knowledge of the phenomenal world, the spirit behind it and the source of both of them. This is transcendental knowledge. So that is this. So coming back to the point. So, Purnamidam, this material world is Purnamidam. It is, com- it is a complete unit by itself. Complete unit. And Puranat Purnam Udachyate. From the all perfect, perfect and complete units, like you see, Supreme Personality of Godhead is perfect, and because He is completely perfect, all emanations from Him <coughs> from Him, such as this phenomenal world, are perfectly equipped as complete wholes. That is Purnamidam. Purnat Purnam Udachyate. Udachyate means, you know, produced. So, Purnat. Purnat means from, from the Purnam, from the Purna, it is produced. So, this material world is produced from him and this material world is perfect in itself. And in the material world, there are universes, millions of universes. And each of those universes is a complete unit by itself. One universe doesn't require help from another universe. They are existing as, you know, perfect wholes. And then, in the universes, there are planets. Of course, we we depend on the sun, for example. We depend on the moon. We do depend on other planets. But, we don't need to go there and bring something. This is another thing. Now, the scientists are saying that we need to go to moon and Mars and explore other planets, you know, because the earth will not be sufficient by 2100 or 2200, uh, even Stephen Hawking, the great physicist, scientist, atheist. So, he also said the same thing, that by 2500, the whole earth will become ablaze, will, will burst into a big fireball. Uh, you know, this world has been going since millions of years 
and he is thinking by 2500 everything will become just a fireball and burst into flames. Maybe because of the sinful reactions it might happen, but not because of inadequacy, never because of inadequacy. Whenever we see any inadequacy or some calamity, it is only because of our sinful reactions, but not because of an imperfect arrangement by God or the essay, everything is by chance. So, you know, everything can be imperfect or perfect or whatever. They, for them, everything is a chance. There is no plan behind this whole thing. So, that is their foolishness. But everything is <clears throat> complete. So, within each universe, each uh, all the planets, each of them are complete in themselves. We don't need extraneous help. We don't need to go somewhere to get something to this planet. No. Sunlight is there. Yeah, that is there. Moonlight. But then other than that, there is no other need. That's why the sun is called Yachakshuresha Savita Sakalagrahanam Raja Samastha Suramurti Rasesha Teja Yasyagnaya Brahmati Sambhritakala Chakro Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bhajami So the sun is the, the king of planets because it is actually maintaining the entire, you know, um, all the planets. Even the Gayatri Mantra is actually, um, you know, a prayer to the sun which is a representation the eye of the Supreme Lord. Yat Chakshuresha Savita. So, Chakshu means eyes, the eye. So, in this way, the eye of the Supreme Lord. So, this is, he is maintaining not only this planet, Om Bhur Bhuva Swaha, all planets. In fact, the longer form of Gayatri Mantra includes Maha, Jana, Tapa, Satya. Uh, so, all the planets, the sunlight is going from one sun. The scientists' way of explaining is there are many suns in the universe, but our Vedic scriptures they they have a different uh, they present a different science. Actually, this is science. What they are saying is practically speculation, because that's there with their imperfect senses they are talking, but here it's Vedic science. Sometimes we see devotees trying to. Um, um, prove the authenticity of the Vedas and they say, oh you see our Vedas also can try to explain, you know see the Vedas also explaining how the scientists are saying, they, wa they want to make it sound similar to the scientists version so that you see we already know this before. But of course Prabhupada did that to an extent but also he mentioned, he actually challenged the scientists when, when um, uh, you know, when the description differed from the scientist's explanation. For example, um, okay, among the stars, I am the moon. Let's say that. Among stars, moon. 10.21. Okay, you see this. Chapter 10, text 21 of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is saying, Adityanam aham Vishnur, Jyotisham raviram shuman, shuman, Jyotisham raviram shuman, Marichir marutamasmi, Nakshatranam aham shashi. This Nakshatranam aham shashi means, of all the stars, I am the moon. Now, you see this. Among the stars, the moon is the most prominent at night and thus the moon represents Krishna. 
It appears from this verse that the moon is one of the stars. Therefore, the stars that twinkle in the sky also reflect the light of the sun. The theory that there are many suns within the universe is not accepted by, by Vedic literature. The sun is one and as by the reflection of the sun the moon illuminates, so also do the stars. Since Bhagavad Gita indicates herein that the moon is one of the stars, the twinkling stars are not suns but are similar to the moon. See this? So, the galaxies, the theory that the scientists have is actually faulty. So, when it contradicts, Prabhupada stuck with the Vedic version. He did not try to, you know, like fit it into the scientific description. That means we have more faith in the scientific description and then we want to desperately, uh, you know, bring the Vedas to the point of you know, acceptance as science. So, uh, but we don't have as much faith in the statements of the Vedas. We still have faith in the scientific statements. Therefore, we try to fit the, the, the Vedas into the scientific mold, you know. So, that should not be the case. And in fact, Prabhupada, Prabhupada also said that moon is farther than the sun. They never landed on the moon. All these things are great challenges. You know, completely challenging the worldviews. So, that's how we have to have faith in the Vedic literature. Although, they may seem contradictory to our experience. Actually, what experience do we have? We are just, you know, we, are, we have heard <coughs> that the sun is in the center and all the planets are revolving around the sun, the solar system, the galaxies, whatever. And when we, when we hear this thing from Prabhupada, especially many devotees actually, they become, when Prabhupada said the moon is farther than the sun, immediately they start, how come, how come, you know, how is it that, you know, it defies logic, you know, what logic, what was the logic? How did you know that the sun is, is in the center and the earth is traveling around it? How did you know? You saw from outside? Did you see? You went outside into the space and did you see the earth actually moving around the sun? Did you see? No. We just had faith in the scientist's word. So, whichever we hear first, we condition our mind to believe that. And when, when we hear that long enough and from many people, we think, yeah, you know, not everybody can be wrong, you know, not a scientist can be wrong, you know. In that way, we accept. No, oh, how can a scientist be wrong? How can everybody be wrong? How can, how can it be in the textbooks? Why can't it be? Just like Hiranyakashipu was teaching Prahlad Maharaj all the wrong things, <clears throat> that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he taught him all the diplomacy, politics and all these things. Any child would easily be swayed away by that, by all that. But because Prahlad Maharaj already heard first from Narad Muni, so that stuck with him. In the womb of the mother, you know how long, all the time that the Hiranyakashipu was uh, doing the austerities, his wife was bearing the child. She did not want to deliver until Hiranyakashipu comes back. So he was doing for 100 celestial years. And before that, she already got pregnant with him. And for 100 years, <coughs> Prahlad Maharaj was hearing. And then only he was a 5-year-old boy. He was a, basically a five-year-old boy with 105 years of experience. So, you can imagine, you know, 100 years he heard. And now, this, this, this uh, teachers, Gurukul teachers are trying to teach him some nonsense. He is completely, you know, this is nonsense. You know, he taught all his, you know, fellow students, uh, this is rubbish. You learn how to uh, glorify Krishna. Because he heard that first. So, whichever we hear first and whichever we hear long enough, that we will accept as truth. It is just, that's just the way it goes here. We, it is not, a, we think we, we operate on the platform of logic, but not really. 
we operate on just what we are fed. How do we know who our father is? Because our mother said so. Our mother said so. Actually, we don't even know who our mother is. How, what we know when we are born? What we know? That's why an adopted child wouldn't know that this is a father and mother unless they tell him. He has no idea where he came from. Only later on he understands how actually he even came into being. And he still believes this is my mother and father. He has no proof. He has not seen. So, how can one know one's father? Only from the mother. So, we have to accept on faith. Faith is something which is inherent. Every day we are tuning into the news. That is faith. We don't know whether what he is talking is correct or not. What is happening on the other side of the globe may or may not be true. But we are having faith. How can BBC be wrong? How can CNN be wrong? So, that we have that faith and that authority that no, he will not, they will not speak something which is completely, you know, uh, out of, out of, you know, <laughs> reality. So, that faith we have, that's why we think that, okay, this is legit, legitimate. But similarly, we have to have that unflinching faith in Guru and Krishna. That's how we need to accept Vedic literature. <clears throat> hmm. That's how we have to accept. So, going back, a perfectly equipped as complete wholes, whatever is produced from the complete whole is also complete in itself. Purnat Purnamudachyate, that is Purnat, from the complete whole, whatever comes out is also complete. Each planet is complete and within each planet, there are, you know, like countries for example. Country is actually an imperfect division by mankind. But, you know, everything is complete. The ecosystem, everything is actually complete. You know, like we don't need to get some extra oxygen from another planet and inject into this planet's atmosphere so that, you know, there is more air to breathe. No, the, the, the trees give out oxygen and take carbon dioxide and we take you know, oxygen and give out carbon dioxide. You know, in this way, there is, there is complete ecosystem which is balance, balancing everything. And if we act on the platform of this Purnam, like the agriculture, like Annad Bhavanti Bhutani, Parjanyad Annasambhava, um, Yajnad Bhavati Parjanyo, Yajnad Karma Samudbhavaha. So, okay, let's go to the verse. So, that's why self-sufficiency, each, every unit that comes out of Krishna and each unit that comes out of that unit, each unit that comes out of that unit, like even... We, we have come out from the body of our mother. But then we are as, we are a complete person by ourselves. We don't, yes, as long as we were in the womb, yes, we need that um, connection with mother. But then when we come out, then we are complete unit by ourselves. Of course, in the beginning, there is some dependency. But then we grow into complete units. In the beginning, everything has a dependency. Then after that, we are complete unit by ourselves, you know. Uh, we, we, we even disagree with our mother or, or you know all these things but in the beginning we are completely dependent on them. so similarly we are always dependent on the Lord but we may even turn against him but still we are dependent on him but we are still as complete units so that we think in that illusion of we are never complete in ourselves in the sense that we are completely independent we are not independent we are as complete wholes but we are still dependent on the Lord uh, so you know we are all dependent on the Lord but we are complete. So, we think there is no 
connection with me and the Lord because I am self-sufficient. So that is wrong and that is the uh, endeavor of modern civilization. They want to be self-sufficient in their own terms. Now we will, we will do everything that we, we need to do or we want to do. You know, we will make our own future and we will do it our own way. So they want to create in their own way. But this self-sustenance um, is to be done in cooperation with how the universe was actually created by the Lord. In that channel we have to do. So Krishna is telling how to be self-sufficient. Like Prabhupada says, self-sufficient farm communities. What is this? Because if we follow the natural system, that will be self-sufficient. Now here, like if you have your own land, you can grow your own food, you can have cows and then you can live off that land. You don't need anything else. It's a complete unit by itself. That is actually a perfect system rather than this industrialization. And now, for example, Singapore, practically no farms here. There are like very small, but then nowhere. It cannot, it cannot feed the entire Singapore at all. It's just one city and everything is dependent on import. Even, what to speak of vegetables, water in Singapore comes from another country, the drinking water. So, in this way, we are dependent, you know. So, this is actually an unnatural system. Uh, so, this urbanization is causing an unnatural and also an imbalance in the whole thing. You know, um, all living bodies subsist on food grains, which are produced from rains. Rains are produced from by performance of yajna, sacrifice, and yajna is born of prescribed duties. Now, the scientific community, they can understand that all bodies subsist on food grains, yes. And food, I mean... Food is produced from rains, that they can understand. But rains are produced by performance of yajna sacrifice, that they don't understand. Because they don't know that there are demigods who are controlling all these things. And there is, we have to pay our taxes back. You know, we have to do yajna sacrifices to satisfy them. And of course, to satisfy the demigods, the best way is to satisfy Vishnu or Krishna. And all the demigods are satisfied in one, in one stroke. Otherwise, we have to do one puja for one demigod, another puja for another demigod. There are 330 million demigods and you have 330 million pujas. And by the time you do that puja, then the first demigod is already, you know, we have to do again. So, you cannot never do actually all demigods puja and, you know, one in one time, in one life. So, and actually, all this demigod puja is just to get those things for our maintenance. But if we are just absorbed in serving Krishna, that maintenance is taken care of by Krishna. So, in this way, um, these are the things that we need to know. So, this is actually the perfect system. And then, it is a circular. That's why it's called Evam Pravartitam Chakram, the, the wheel of sacrifice. And this whole three chapter 3 text, I think 10 to 16, it's all the wheel of sacrifice. Like, we get the supply from Krishna through the demigods. And then we have to do our yajnas to satisfy the demigods. And in this way, that's why you see, Devan, is this one? Yeah. Devan bhavayatanena te deva bhavayantuvaha parasparam bhavayanta shreya paramavapsyatha. The demigods being pleased by sacrifices will also please you and thus by cooperation between men and demigods, prosperity will reign for all. So, this is called, this whole thing, how it will rain, how the prosperity will happen, is by this, you know, they are producing rains, they are producing sunlight, they are producing moonlight and 
to get those things we have to do yajnas and then the demigods will regularly supply why there is famine sometimes sometimes ativrishti anavrishti what is this ativrishti means too much rainfall anavrishti means no rainfall so this this these are um, these are symptoms where there is godlessness then these things happen now 316 you see this evam pravartitam chakram nanu vartayati hayah aghayurendriyaramo mogham parthasajivati my dear arjuna one who does not follow in human life the cycle of sacrifice thus established by the vedas certainly leads a life full of sin living only for the satisfaction of the senses such a person lives in vain so the cycle of sacrifice established by the vedas so this is the cycle they give supply and then you give back in the in the form of yagya and then they will give more and in this way cycle but of course as devotees we don't need to do this that's why krishna said you just do govardhan puja you know so once we worship krishna all these demigods are satisfied they our our taking care of us is already taken care of by krishna that's why it is said in the ninth chapter ट्रांसेंडेंटलोटेस्टेस्ट that is explained in the bhagavad gita maharshenam bhraguraham <coughs> what is that giram asmi ekam aksharam yagyanam japa yagyosmi sthavaranam himalayah of the great sages i am bhrigu of vibrations i am the transcendental om again he is saying the same thing again of sacrifices i am the chanting of the holy names japa yagyanam japa yagyosmi so this sacrifice this yagya is japa yagya or sankirtana yagya so that is what we need we need to do and everything will be provided for so this is the parasparam bhavayanta you know the together the cooperation yagyat bhavati parjan oh this is already i want to go to this verse yeah. purnasam purna purnasya purnam adaya purnam eva avashishyate even if complete units are emanating like the the material world is complete and in the material world the universe is each universe is complete and each universe each planet is complete each planet you know all the living entities are complete in themselves you know we are born from our parents and then we are complete and then you know from us there are more you know offspring and then they are also complete in this way every emanation that is coming is a complete unit in itself but still he remains the complete balance it is not that <clears throat> like um, recently when this co- coronavirus happened um singapore government i think um from its reserves they have g- brought out some i think uh, maybe 60 billion dollars to to you know help all the businesses and you know everybody so when that 60 billion dollars is taken out of the reserves now there is lesser amount of money in the reserves so it is not a complete unit if you take out and take out and take out one day it will be just exhausted 
there is no exhaustion for the supreme lord that is the meaning of uh, what avyaya avyaya means never exhausting what is that loko ma majam avyayam inexhaustible you see this naham prakasha sarvasya yoga maya samavrita imudhoyam na bhijanati loko mamajam avyayam avyayam inexhaustible he never what is this inexhaustible means how much you take from krishna all these complete units are coming from him you know so much he is maintaining unlimited number of living entities but it is never that he is exhausted oh now i am i have no more reserves no shadaishwaryai purna this is the meaning of purna when we talk about uh, krishna that is real complete it is not that like a rich man he owns so much money so much wealth but he does not possess all the wealth hmm. that is complete like krishna says bhoktaram yagya tapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram सुहृदं सर्वभूतानां ज्ञात्वामां शान्तिं रच्छति अ पर्सन इन फुल कॉन्शियसनेस ऑफ मी नोइंग मी टू बी द अल्टीमेट बेनिफिशियरी ऑफ ऑल सैक्रिफाइसेस एंड ऑस्टेरिटीज द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड ऑफ ऑल प्लैनेट्स एंड डेमीगॉड्स एंड द बेनिफैक्टर एंड वेलविशर ऑफ ऑल लिविंग एंटिटीज अटेंस पीस फ्रॉम द पैंग्स ऑफ मैटेरियल मिसरीज द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड ऑफ ऑल द प्लैनेट्स एंड डेमीगॉड्स मींस ही इज द ओनर ऑफ एवरीथिंग अ बिलियनर मे बी से बिल गेट्स और वॉरेन बफे these are big men in in terms of money in this world they may they may have billions and billions of dollars with them but they don't have all the wealth as long as even a single person has one cent with him that rich man he does not have all the wealth he just has some portion of it maybe 99.99% but still it's not complete he can never say that he owns all the wealth he only only owns a very very small portion of the entire wealth comparatively to the others maybe yes he has been he he may have more but he does not have everything but krishna is the owner of all wealth and that is proven when that person dies when that billionaire dies then within a second all those billions of dollars are just taken away from him they were given like a pocket money okay you use for this life but that money anything more than our you know minimum maintenance is actually a blessing to use it in the service of krishna but when they don't use it everything is just so either you give it yourself as an offering to krishna or krishna will come and take it in the form of death mrityu sarva harashchaham so krishna will take anyway so if you give then you benefit but if krishna takes away from you you don't benefit anything so that mood of giving is what we need to cultivate hmm. that is actually in the next verse ishopanishad 1 so in that way we need to understand which phrase connects to which part of the shlokam all right now we will read the translation the complete whole or the supreme absolute truth is the complete personality of godhead so when we when we hear these words complete and full this is this is the understanding we should have like complete full means like not to the brim brim means there is a cup 
and then it is to the brim. There is no limit. There is no cup holding it. It is unlimited without a, without a container. Hmm. That kind of fullness. So, the complete whole or the supreme absolute truth is the complete personality of Godhead. Realization of impersonal Brahman or of Paramatma, the super soul, is incomplete realization of the absolute complete. So, the absolute truth is understood in three phases. Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanati, Shabdhyate. That is explained in the Bhagavatam. I think many of you already know this verse. 1 to 11. Vadanti Tattvamidas. Tattvam Yajnanam Advayam. Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavanati Shabdhyate. Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance. What is this non-dual substance? The absolute truth. They call it Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. So according to their stages of realization, Brahman means the all-pervading truth. That, oh, the supreme absolute truth is everywhere. It's like complete, you know, it's like infinite. That's why they cannot understand how you say that Krishna is a, you know, is a person with a, with, a, with a figure which has dimensions, which is not like infinite, you know, how can that be? How can the supreme absolute truth have a dimension and, you know, a size? So, no, supreme means it should be, he should be infinite. Yes, infinite also means that being that infinite, he can still have a form which is visible to us. This is inconceivable understanding, you see. He is not limited. We are having a limited idea of infinite. Infinite means he is only spread out. He can't be in a dimension. But no, infinite means he can be without dimension. At the same time, he can be with dimension. This is why Yashoda Maya, you know, Mother Yashoda was bewildered when she saw into Krishna's mouth and then she saw the whole, you know, material world and then the spiritual and material worlds and inside the material world, this universe and inside the universe, the, this earth and in the earth, she saw herself looking into Krishna's mouth and all that just, she went, it went mind-bending. Is whoa, whoa, what is happening? What, I am there? What? But I am here. But this universe, how come it is inside him? And then he is here and then the universe is inside. What, what, what is going on? You know, so, <laughs> so that is Krishna. Uh, so, is, that is inconceivable. Inconceivable. That is the meaning of inconce- inconceivable. means you cannot conceive. With your mind, you cannot understand. If you can conceive it, that means it's not inconceivable. So, Krishna is inconceivable means with our mind we cannot understand. Hmm. So, so, there are three stages of realization of the Supreme. One is as this Brahman, the infinite Brahman. And then there is the Paramatma who is situated in each and everyone's heart. That is now a personal form. Like, But he's not reciprocating. He's just sitting as a silent witness. But then Bhagavan is where oh, all the leelas and everything, you know, he manifests in with the dealings with the devotees and everything is manifest in its fullness. But it's not that um, he has these three features. It is just that he has, but it is the re- stages of realization. As one goes closer to the Lord, he will understand the more intimate features of the Lord. So from the outside, it's just infinite. Oh, that is what the majority of transcendentalists, spiritualists, they understand this aspect of God, that He is infinite. 
but they cannot understand that he is within the heart. Very few people understand that actually he is in the heart of every single living entity and is watching the actions of everyone and sanctioning. Then, out of those millions of people who know that he is in everyone's heart, out of them very, very, very few actually come to the point of understanding he is a person, he is a relatable person, you can actually talk to him, you know, you can face to face, you can be with him, play with him, dance with him, all kinds of relations, loving relationships, everything about him as a person, as an individual person, you can understand, that is the Bhagavan realization, the highest. So that is being referred to here. The complete whole of the Supreme Absolute Truth is, is the complete personality of Godhead. He is a person and he is Godhead, head of all gods. Realization of impersonal Brahman or of Paramatma, the Super Soul, is incomplete realization of the Absolute Complete. The Absolute Complete is Krishna. There is imperfect realizations. Hmm. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is Satchidananda Vigraha, as stated in Brahma Samhita, Chapter 5, Text 1. Ishvara Parama Krishna Satchidananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakarana Karanam. Realization of impersonal Brahman is realization of his Sat feature. So now, <laughs> Satchidananda Vigraha. Satchidananda Vigraha. So that is four words. Sat, Chit, Ananda, Vigraha. Four words. Satchidananda Vigraha. So now, what is Sat? Sat means eternal. Chit means full of knowledge. And Ananda means bliss, full of bliss. And Vigraha means form. Now, he has a form which is Sat, eternal. Chit, full of knowledge. Ananda, full of bliss. And that is Vigraha, that is the form. So, he has a form of eternity, knowledge and bliss. Completely opposite to our this material body. This material body is not Sat, it is not eternal, it is Achit, it is not full of knowledge, it's a, it's a network of ignorance. Sharira Avidya Jal, Jarendriya Taikal. This is a, it's a network, this body is actually ignorance. Both ways, like we don't know what is going on inside the body, we have to learn like medicine for like five years, you know, and masters and all these things, MBBS and all these things, big, big degrees to understand just a little bit about how our body works. That are not complete. And that is the body. We don't even know our body, how it works. Then the other other factor is, because of this body, I forget my ignorance, my lack of knowledge about myself. I think I am the body. I don't know I am the soul. So that is another layer of ignorance. Don't Not only that we do not know about our body, but we, because of the body, we don't know who we even we, we are. So... You see how we are in such a deep ignorance with this body. But Krishna's body is completely different. Such chit, full of knowledge. Hmm. Ananda, bliss. Whereas this body is an is an abode of suffering. Dukhalayama Shashvatam. Uh, what is that? Hmm. Asat, achit, nirananda. Anityam, asukham lokam. Anityam, asukham lokam. So this is a body which in this whole world is asukham. There is no happiness. This body is a temple of diseases as we said from the start of birth we already start crying and coming without even I mean before even birth. in the womb of the mother it is suffering and birth is suffering and then the whole thing is suffering just trying to counteract 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 the suffering 
and then finally old age, death, everything is suffering. So there is no ananda here, this body. Whereas his body is Satchitananda, completely different from our body. He has a vigraha form, but completely different from our form. Mm. Now, realization of the impersonal Brahman is realization of his Sat feature. That means when you understand impersonal Brahman, then such a person understands the eternal nature of the Supreme Lord, that it is eternal. But they have no idea of the knowledge, Chit and Ananda yet. They have some ananda because they are relieved from the temporariness of this material world and they have come to understand the eternal factor and therefore they are happier than they are in the material world. So there is some amount of happiness because of that but it is very very, devotees compare that the, the happiness found in the Brahman realization is like one single droplet compared to the ocean of happiness. Anandam budhivardhanam pratipadam purnamrata swadhanam. So that, that ocean of happiness is bhakti. Compared to that, this happiness of Brahman realization is one tiny droplet. So there's no comparison even. Hmm. So this eternal feature only is what they understand, the sat. And then those who understand, and Paramatma realization is realization of his sat and chit features. The eternal factor and the knowledge factor. They understand, the yogis who understand the Paramatma. Dhyana vasthita tadgatena manasa pashyantiyam yogina. So these yogis, they understand sat and chit, but they still have no ananda because there is no reciprocation hmm, with the Lord. As you know, Bhagavan. Bhagavan means there is bhakta and then there is bhakti and then there is bhaktavatsal. So all these different relationships with the Lord, they are not open yet at the stage of Paramatma realization. Then, but the realization of the personality of Godhead, the Bhagavan feature, where one, one understands that he is a personality of Godhead, is realization of all the transcendental features, Sat, Chit and Ananda, bliss. Anandamayo Bhyasat, huh? the Sutra, the Vedanta Sutra says, Anandamayo Bhyasat, we all look for Ananda. That is only to be gotten when we understand the Bhagavan feature of it. That's why Bhukti Mukti Siddhikami Sakaliya Shanta Krishna Bhakta Nishkam Ataeva Shanta So those who want sense gratification, those who want uh, liberation, those who want this Paramatma realization and you know the Siddhis, Yoga Siddhis Sakaliya Shanta All of them are not happy, not peaceful. They don't have that Ananda yet. Krishna Bhakta Nishkam Ataeva Shanta. He is peaceful, the Krishna Bhakta. His desire, his craving for happiness is completely satisfied. Suprasidati. Savai Pumsam Parodharmo Yato Bhakti Radhokshaje Ahaituki Apratihata Yayatma Suprasidati. 1.2.6 of Bhagavatam. 1.2.6. The supreme occupation, dharma for all humanity is that by which man can attain to loving devotional service. Devotional service. Devotional service is only for the personality of Godhead, Bhagavan. For Paramatma, there is meditation, but that's not exactly with devotion, with all this mechanical process of pranayama and all these things, this yoga, ashtanga yoga. It's not out of devotion. It's a very mechanical process. And in the jnana, there is a lot of speculation. So, that is not devotional service. Devotional service is only for Bhagavan. 
the personality of godhead the sachidananda vigraha hmm. so loving devotional service unto the transcendent lord such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy you know the self that ananda ananda mayabhyasa the craving for ananda will be completely satisfied when we come to krishna hmm. the personality of godhead when one realizes the supreme person he realizes these aspects of the absolute truth in their completeness one understands all these things in completeness that's why those who are impersonalists and yogis they don't have complete understanding of god only the devotees of krishna have complete understanding of brahman parmatma and bhagavan hmm. vigraha means form thus the complete whole is not formless complete means he should have everything right form and formlessness aspect it's not that he is only formless because the mayavadis they think they think that you see everything in this world is has a form but the supreme means he should not be anything like in this material world yes he is not like anything in this material world he is not but still he has a form and all the forms in this material world are reflections of the original forms in the spiritual world the perverted reflections it's like in the reflection when you see there is a river or the lake and then there is a tree on the bank of the lake and then the reflection of that tree in the water it also has a form or seemingly has a form but that's a illusory form because when you see that form on the water oh i want this form you know if if there is a mango tree and then there is a mango fruit on the surface of the water you will see the reflection of that mango and say, hey, there is a mango there. Now, let me jump into the water and take this mango. When you jump into the water, it is not even existing. It is just a reflection. It is an illusory form. So, because everybody in this material world is used to illusory forms, they understand that the, the Supreme does not have an illusory form, but they think this is all form is all about. It is just illusion. No. They have looked for the form in the wrong place. That's why they think it is... to to jump into the water to get that mango is foolishness that's not where the mango is the mango is in the in the, on the top of the tree when we actually climb the tree we can get the mango but the attempt to get the mango in the water is futile futile attempt so that's what we are trying to do ananda is there it is there it is not an illusion happiness is not an illusion it is there in the spiritual world with krishna but we are trying to find it in this reflection world um, and trying to get it here and that is that is wrong and forms uh, all those forms which you see on the reflection and because of that when you jumped into it and then got into yourself into a problem in the water <laughs> that is foolishness to think that there is form here so i mean when i say you it's all of us so to, the real thing is that oh yeah there is you know yeah there is nothing such a such a thing as mango anymore you know there is no such thing as a mango it was an illusion no there is such a thing as mango so that frustration of not finding a mango within the water and coming to a conclusion that there is no such thing as a mango it's, it was just my hallucination that is wrong the proper understanding is there is no mango in the water but it is there on the tree so similarly there is we are looking for happiness in this material world that is a illusion to look for it here it is it is illusion because here it is not there but it is not that it is not there at all it is there in the spiritual world that's where we need to go so here it is said um, thus the complete whole is not formless if he were formless 
or if he were less than his creation in any other way, he could not be complete. That's another point. Everything here has a form, right? And if the creator of form does not have a form himself, that means he is less than his creation in some way at least. In one way at least, he does not have form. How can the creator have something less than what he has created? Hmm? In this world, maybe it is possible. You know, because we, like for example, there is a supercomputer. The supercomputers, they, when they designed and then they, they defeated any human being in chess and all these things. Yes, it is beyond the human ability. The creator of the machine is, is lesser than the creation in that way, but not in every way. But in the, in the case of the personality of Godhead, no, everything is that, is, that exists, he, is, he has everything that is already there in here. Everything that is already here. And he has more that is even beyond our experience. Uh, so, that is to be understood. <clears throat> so, it is not complete that he has only formlessness. In fact, to even say formless, you still have to use the word form and then add the word less. By itself, it has no, no, no word. So, the word form has to be used to even say formless. So, that is, you see how we are dependent on the word form in order to say formless. So, that means, how f foolish is that to say that he has nothing, you know, he has no form. No. <coughs> Formless means he is less in the in, in he is less in the in the manner of or in the, in the matter of form. That means he is less. How can he be less than anything? No, he is not. That means he is not complete. Purnam means complete. Hmm. Therefore, he has form, and the, at the same time, he is spread across everything. At the same time, what is that? Goloka eva nivasati akhilatma bhuto. He is situated in Golok Vrindavan as a personality of Godhead, engaging and playing with his, you know, playmates, enjoying himself. At the same time, he is in the hearts and atoms of every single part of his creation. He, not, he is not ignorant of any part of the creation or anything. Completely knowledge. Only he can do multitasking with perfection, with complete perfection. Hmm. When we are so-called multitasking, what we are actually doing, our attention is fragmented. Or we are having fragmented attention. You know. So, if you are doing two things, 98% and 2% or 50 and 50 or something like that, it's not 100% of our attention is in both. Right? But, when Krishna does... Uh, he has 100% attention for every single living entity that is there and every single part of the creation. Everything he knows 100%. And when we say 100%, we have limited, un limited understanding of what 100% is. Oh, whatever has happened, whatever is happening, he knows. No, whatever will happen also, he knows. Vedaham samati tani. What is that? 726. Janma. No. I'm getting it wrong. Let's see. 
వేదాహం సమతీతాన్ని వర్తమానాన్ని చాచున భవిష్యాణి చ భూతాని మాంపు వేదన కశ్చన ఓ అర్జున యాజ్ ద సుప్రీం పర్సనాలిటీ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ హెడ్ ఐ నో ఎవ్రీథింగ్ దట్ హ్యాస్ హ్యాపెన్ ఇన్ ద పాస్ట్ ఆల్ దట్ ఈస్ హ్యాపెనింగ్ ఇన్ ద ప్రెజెంట్ అండ్ ఆల్ దట్ ఈస్ హ్యాపెన్ సారీ అండ్ ఆల్ థింగ్స్ దట్ ఆర్ ఎట్ టు కమ్ ఐ ఆల్సో నో ఆల్ లివింగ్ ఎంటిటీస్ బట్ మీ నో వన్ నోస్ సో దాట్ ఈస్ ద మీనింగ్ ఆఫ్ హండ్రెడ్ పర్సెంట్ అవర్ హండ్రెడ్ పర్సెంట్ ఈస్ ఈవెన్ ఇఫ్ యూ నో హండ్రెడ్ పర్సెంట్ ఓన్లీ మేబీ పాస్ట్ అండ్ ప్రెసెంట్ యాక్చువల్లీ పాస్ట్ ఆల్సో యూస్ ఫర్గెట్స్ హో మెనీ థింగ్స్ యూ డోంట్ ఈవెన్ హ్యావ్ హండ్రెడ్ పర్సెంట్ నాలెడ్జ్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ సెల్ఫ్ వాట్ వీ ఎయిట్ వన్ వీక్ బిఫోర్ అట్ ద సేమ్ టైమ్ ఆన్ ద సేమ్ డే సో డేస్ వాట్ మండే యూ సీ ఐ డోంట్ ఈవెన్ నో వాట్ డే ఎస్పెషలీ విత్ దిస్ కోవిడ్ అరౌండ్ సో లాస్ట్ మండే వాట్ వాజ్ మై లంచ్ ఐ డోంట్ ఈవెన్ రిమెంబర్ సో దట్ ఈస్ అవర్ knowledge whereas he knows past present and future so that unlimited understanding of 100% when we say 100% again we all we always have limited conceptions of everything hmm. he is unlimited in everything that is purnam the complete whole must contain everything both within our within and beyond our experience otherwise he cannot be complete so he has a form whatever we see here it, it is in him if we see anger here it is in him if we see love here it is in him if we see friendly friendship here it is in him everything that is here it is in him even it is said even stool it is in him where is where is stool coming from because it is in him but his stool is so fragrant you know that much everything that you see here whether bad or good in him everything is good you know rishabh dev you know he said that his stool was so fragrant 80 miles from him uh, you know it is fragrant so prabhupad <laughs> once prabhupad once said you you know if somebody says he is god you ask him for the first whether his stool is fragrant fragrant or not <laughs> whether his stool is fragrant for 80 miles ask him first <laughs> if he if he cannot have he is a dog <laughs> so prabhupad said like that so everything that we know it is there in him otherwise where it is coming from janmadyasya yataha he is the origin of everything everything that exists but in him it is not so disgusting as it is here in him everything is so pure everything is pure then the whole the complete whole personality of godhead has immense potencies what is the verse what is that parasya shakti vividhaiva shruyate you see this is actually a very nice verse from what is this what shwetashwatar upanishad tamishwaranam paramam maheshwaram tam devatanam paramam ja devatam పతిం పతీనాం పరమం పరస్తాద్ విదామదేవం భువనేషమీడ్యం న తస్య కార్యం కరణం చ విద్యతే హి హస్ నో వర్క్ హి హస్ నో డ్యూటీ టు పర్ఫార్మ్ జస్ట్ సింప్లీ ఎంజాయింగ్ న తస్య కార్యం కరణం చ విద్యతే న తత్ సమశ్చాభ్యధికశ్చ దృశ్యతే దెర్ ఇస్ నోబడి ఈక్వల్ టు హిమ్ దెర్ ఇస్ నోబడి అబవ్ హిమ్ ఎవ్రీబడి ఇస్ లోవర్ దెన్ హిమ్ ఎకలేశ్వర్ కృష్ణ ఆర్ సభ్రత్య only one supreme lord krishna everybody else is his uh, servant 
पराश्च शक्तिर विविधैव श्रूयते स्वाभाविकी ज्ञान बल क्रिया च वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट हियर पराश्च शक्तिर विविधैव श्रूयते दैट मींस ही हैज मल्टीफेरियस एनर्जीज व्हिच आर टेकिंग केयर ऑफ एवरीथिंग यू सी दिस ही डज नॉट पोजेस बॉडीली फॉर्म लाइक दैट ऑफ एन ऑर्डिनरी लिविंग एंटिटीज देयर इज नो डिफरेंस बिटवीन हिज बॉडी एंड हिज सोल ही इज एब्सोल्यूट ऑल हिज सेंसेस आर ट्रांसेंडेंटल एनी वन ऑफ हिज सेंसेस कैन परफॉर्म द एक्शन ऑफ एनी अदर सेंस एक्चुअली दिस इज ऑल नॉट मेंशंड एग्जैक्टली इन द in the in the verse you know there is angani yasya sakalendriya vritti mantra so that explanation prabhupada has put here nadasya karam karanam cha vidyate nadatsamascha bhadikasya drishyate parasya shaktir vividhaiva shruyate therefore no one is greater than him or equal to him his potencies are multifarious and his deeds are automatically performed as a natural sequence okay now now karanam karanam is what prabhupada translated as you know all the senses doing everything um, the acting act, or activities of every other sense now what i want to point you at is is this parasya shaktir vividhaiva shruyate swabhaviki gyana bala kriya cha what is that <clears throat> now whenever you want to do something see here it is mentioned as natural sequence right what is this natural sequence Huh? this gyana bala kriya now when you want to do something suppose i want to do something say i want to start a business hmm? now before i start a business i have to have knowledge of the market knowledge of the product and knowledge of the demand of the product i have to study the market market study as they call market research they call it like that so this is gyana you have to have some know how of what it is all about and how to go about doing it without knowing anything you just jump into something and you know that will be a failure if you don't know the field in which you're going to do business it will be a failure gyana first of all first of all there has to be knowledge then <clears throat> that's not enough though that's just part of the journey to know market research is one thing then bala you must have the capability bala means strength basically so in a business maybe it's financial strength okay you need to have some capital in order to start the business so just in just to know that okay this 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 needs to be done but if you don't have any money to do that whatever is needed or if you don't have the know how if you don't have the expertise if you don't have all the 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 things the ingredients that need to put it into action so then it doesn't work then even even if you have the bala the financial capacity or you know the, the expertise of some good advisors or whatever it is um even then it is not enough because kriya you have to still endeavor it is not that because i have money because i know how to do this business therefore the business automatically will happen no i still have to do the work so there has to be knowledge there has to be cap- capacity and there has to be the endeavor these three things have to be there but for krishna all these three things happen in a natural sequence by itself parasya shaktir vividhaiva shruyate all things all the gyana bala kriya is automatically happening like for example there is a flower that you know the rose flower or the jasmine flower very nice fragrance but it was created by krishna it was painted by krishna but you don't see krishna coming and painting every single flower in the night you know when nobody is seeing then he is painting all the flowers and everywhere all over the world no and then when daytime comes oh just disappear and that's how the flowers are painted no 
He doesn't have to do this. You know, his nature, his material nature is acting in such wonderful ways that it is automatically being painted, automatically. Otherwise, you have to learn how to, you know, do artistry, how to, how to paint the, 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 the shades, the texture and what paint to use. Everything you need to know and then you have to have the paints and then you have to actually do the activity of painting. So, Jnana Balakriya is always there in every single thing that we do. So, these things, these things are the natural sequence of any, any work. But these natural sequence happens automatically in Krishna, with Krishna. So, his material nature is taking care of everything. Hmm. What is that? Srishti sthiti pralaya sadhana shakti reka chaye vayasya bhuvana nibibharti durga ichchanu rupam apiyasya chacheshta tesa govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. What to speak? Even the entire creation, maintenance and destruction is taken care of by Durga. He is one of his potencies. One of his potencies. Not even all of his potencies. He has multifarious potencies. One potency. Durga is his maidservant. Like Chaya. Chayaiva yasya bhuvanani bibharti Durga. Like a Chaya, she follows. When you walk, the shadow walks with you. Without disobedience. The shadow will not say, no, 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 I will not come. No, wherever you go, without. Without a single... Delay, without single millisecond delay, it will follow you. Complete obedience. Chayai vayasya bhuvanani bibharti durga. So the durga, she is the shadow potency. Hmm. So when one is, actually very good, not only obedience, but also darkness. Because maya, durga, by influence of maya, we are put into this darkness. Krishna surya sama, maya andhakar. Jahan Krishna tahan nahi maya radhikar. So, she is obedient and also she influences um, ignorance in us. So, shadow potency of Krishna. So, she is made servant. She Krishna's Icha, Krishna's desires, according to his orders, she will follow like a shadow. Hmm. So, that's how Durga is conducting herself. That is just one of his potencies. So, in this way, everything, the, the creation, maintenance, destruction, you know, how huge operation this is to run the entire, I mean, to run a company, people are becoming bankrupt and all this, you know, they can't run a company properly. But here, the entire creation, you know, how big company this is, how big factory this is. So many planets have to be created, atmospheres, each planet has to have different atmosphere. You have to think of so many things, so many factors, you know, just eco-balance, we are, we are, you know, we are struggling to keep even the balance of the ecosystem. But how the ecosystem was made in such a perfect, complete unit. How much attention to detail, how much intricacy there is in every single aspect of creation. With minute detail. That much brain Durga is taking care of. And Krishna is just playing on his flute and you know. It is not really, he can do everything. Just one of his potencies. Ekamshena sthito jagat. You know. What you know, Krishna was actually explaining how his potencies are working and how great you know, everything is. But then finally, he said, What is the use of all this knowledge, Arjuna? Athava bahu naitena kim gyatena tavarjuna vishtabhyaham idam kritsnam ekam shena sthito jagat. But what need is there, Arjuna, for all this detailed knowledge with a single fragment of myself? I pervade and support this entire universe. The single fragment. Ekam Shena Sthito Jagat. 
Jagat, which is like inconceivable, where is the end, you know, we don't even know. Single fragment of himself is just, by his breathing, just the universe is coming in and going out, going, you know, effortlessly, effortlessly. Mm. Not a single, his potencies are taking care of it. That is the greatness of Krishna. So, that is called Purnam. Hmm? The complete whole personality of Godhead has immense potencies, all of which are, are as complete as He is. Thus, this phenomenal world, this material world, is also complete in itself. The 24 elements of which this material universe is, temp- is a temporary manifestation are arranged to produce everything necessary for the maintenance and subsistence of this universe. What are the 24 elements? There are the eight material elements, which is um, Bhumi, Apa, Anala, Vayur, Kham, Mano, Buddhir, Ahankar. So, the earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, false ego, eight. And then there are five senses, hmm? five knowledge acquiring senses, then five working senses. Five knowledge acquiring senses are the sense of sight, sense of touch, sense of smell, sense of taste. Sense of what? Hearing. So, these are the five knowledge acquiring senses. Then there are the five working senses, which are hands, legs, um, speech, um, genitals and the anus. So, ten senses. So, ten plus eight, eighteen. Then there is the five sense objects, the form, I mean all these things, uh, which each for each sense. And then there is, um, what is that? Well, so the mind, uh, the mind is already counted, right? So, how many, how many? 18 plus the five sense objects, form, taste, um, sound, what is sound, sorry, sound, touch, uh, form, taste, smell, okay, five sense objects. And so, 23 and then 24 is what? The soul? No, actually not the soul. There's another one. Mm. Anyway, you get the idea what I'm talking about. So, these are all analyzed. This is called Sankhya Yoga. Sankhya Yoga means analytical study of the material world. <coughs> Sankhya, it is coming. Sankhya comes from the word Sankhya. Sankhya means to count. So, basically, all this, the whole material world is basically counted as these 24 elements. What is the 24th element? Somehow, I can't get it right somewhere i missed something anyway you get the idea so in this way count everything and then the soul and the super soul so 26 in that way and if the soul is counted because without soul nothing can be developed all these developments will not happen of the you know jagat. so the whole world is moving because of the um, presence of the soul so that can be the 24th elements but sometimes it is considered the 25th element so 24 is something else so in that way all this, you know, this whole thing, this Sankhya Yoga, the 24 elements of which this material universe is a temporary manifestation. It is like a temporary manifestation. Just like, you know, a, a, an exhibition, a fair, a trade fair. You know, we, we have this trade fair in Singapore. I think in all parts of the world, there are similar trade fairs. So, when there is Deepavali, Diwali, so, there is one month, there is an exhibition. So, before the exhibition starts, it's just a plain ground. It's just an empty ground and nothing is happening there. But then, when this exhibition starts, oh, the, 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 the 
everything the tent is set up and everything and then shops start i mean people start setting up the shops and then people start coming and buying things and it's all hustling and bustling and hustling and bustling so much noise there's that there's that buying and selling people making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and after one month everything is finished and everything is torn down and again it is just plain land nobody goes there so similarly this material world is like that in the beginning is just the mahatvatva nothing then the material world starts is just an exhibition a trade fair you know like that and then everything is oh everything is manifested everything is oh going on this that is that is and then finally everything is just wound wound up and then finish so is a temporary manifestation uh, just like the tent the whole exhibition is a temporary manifestation this whole material world is like a temporary manifestation are arranged to produce everything necessary for the maintenance and subsistence of this universe no other unit in the universe need make an extraneous effort to try to maintain this universe that we have already understood in the universe everything is within this is a complete unit in itself you know there's nothing outside of the universe that needs to come here to maintain this universe so something like that so no other unit okay this way the universe functions on its own time scale which is fixed by the energy of the complete whole and when that schedule is completed this temporary manifestation will be annihilated by the complete arrangement of the complete whole so there, there is a time scale this universe lasts for 311 trillion 40 billion years which is the lifetime of lord brahma so that time is set by the supreme personality of godhead and that is why we feel time is such a relentless force it cannot be stopped because it is just ticking away why in the spiritual world there is no influence of time uh, because uh, what is that nahi yatrapi samayah what is that sayatra kshirabdhi sravati surabhibhyascha sumahan nimeshardhakyo va vrajati nahi yatrapi samayah in the brahma samhita this is stated nimesha ardha even half a moment will not pass in the spiritual world because there is no what is this passing means that means there is a like when there is a stopwatch when there is a stopwatch set when the time is set okay one hour then as it is running out when there is a sand hourglass you know when it is when the sand is just dripping there is a finite amount and then that's it once that is done that's it time is it's all over and therefore it is a you know it it runs it 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 forces you to do something you know so like that this whole material world is set on a time a, a stopwatch and the stopwatch is 311 billion uh, trillion 40 billion years and every moment it is just reducing and even that is the full universe but each and every unit each and every complete unit that emanates from in this universe like our own body for example this is also a complete unit in itself so this also has a time scale of its own and the ant also has a time scale of his own so in that way every single unit has a expiry date some expire sooner some expire later but everyone do expire inevitably undeniably so that expiry is what this is this time scale and which is fixed by the energy of the complete whole complete whole means the supreme personality of god and when that schedule is completed when the time is finished 
this temporary manifestation will be annihilated by the complete arrangement of the complete whole. So, this is true for every single, our body, the universe, the, the countries, like big, big countries, you know, and after some time, the countries don't exist anymore. Hmm? Everything, there is a time scale, and after that time, by the complete arrangement of the complete whole, Krishna, it will be finished. All facilities are given to the small complete units. We are all complete units, namely the living beings, to enable them to realize the complete whole. So, we as small complete units, our real duty is to understand and realize God realization. So, understanding the complete whole, personality of Godhead. All forms of incompleteness are experienced due to incomplete knowledge of the complete whole. So, any inadequacy that we may have, we may, we may feel in this world, is only because of incomplete knowledge of that complete whole, Krishna. That's why Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, there is no scarcity in this world at all. Save and accept for one thing. There is scarcity of Krishna consciousness. There is otherwise no scarcity. Whatever scarcity we do experience is not because of inadequate supply, but because of inadequate gratitude on our part that we don't, you know, um, we don't take God seriously and we take everything from Him <clears throat> and there's no yajna, there is no uh, offering back to the Krishna. So that's why out of His displeasure, He punishes us or rather His, his agency, the material nature punishes. Mm. Just like a prisoner in the prison, the Prime Minister is not especially angry with the prisoner. He lets his, yes, he is dissatisfied because that particular criminal is not following the law. But then he doesn't personally go and punish him, beat him, whip him. No, the prison department, they take care of it. You know, they take care of his punishment. So that way, the Maya, Durga, Durga means, the word Durga, Ga means to go, Gamayam. Ga, Dur means very difficult, very difficult to escape from this material world, Durga, like the prison house. In the prison, it is very difficult to escape the prison. That is also Durga. So, she is called Durga because we cannot escape from here. Mama Maya Duratyaya. But Mamevaya Prapadyante Maya Metam Tarantite. You surrender to me. Give up your nonsense criminal mentality. Yes, I will release you from this cage of material world. So, that's what Krishna promises. So, all sorts of, all forms of incompleteness. We, we all the inadequacy, all the pain that we, you know, inadequate means, you know, dissatisfaction, you know, we, we feel, you know, I tried so hard, you know, to, to make, you know, to be friends and something, it did not happen, or I tried so hard for my children, you know, but I, I think there's a song, I, <laughs> when I was in childhood, I, you know, I heard the song by one western pop band, I tried so hard, um, what is that, and, and went so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter, you know. So, that, that, is, that is how this world is. So, uh, it's frustration. I tried so hard and went so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. So, because in the end, every, everything is taken away. So, that's how this is. All forms of incompleteness. We, we try so hard, but then the result is not as good as we want. Because there's, the good means we, we can only get with Krishna in the spiritual world. There's nothing good here. Dukhalayam Ashashvatam. It always ends in frustration. So it always is incomplete in this material world. So that's why all forms of incompleteness are experienced due to incomplete knowledge of the complete whole. If we know, if we have knowledge of the complete whole, which is Bhagavad Gita chapter 4, text 9, 
if we have knowledge of the complete whole janma karma cha me divyam evam yo vetti tatvatah tyaktva deham punar janma naiti mameti sorjuna one who knows the transcendental nature one who knows okay this is knowledge this is complete knowledge one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities tatvatah evam yo vetti tatvatah in depth you know in fullness as much as is explained by the lord that's why we need to know the shastra and everything because then we will know krishna how great he is how, what is he actually hmm one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode o arjuna this is called complete knowledge of the complete it's not that we completely understand the complete but as much as is revealed to us we should understand we should endeavor to understand hmm. then we will have that faith will increase and increase and increase you know and then our love for him increases you know so that's why we need to know about him his appearance his activities we, we we think we know we think we know oh yeah you know krishna was born you know yeah he was born in the jail in mathura i went to the janmabhumi you know janmasthala we think we know no there is the depth of krishna is unlimited so there is no absolutely no um, you know limit you know so that we have to we have to understand as much as is revealed to us the 25th okay the total material cause 24 okay above these is a spirit soul so uh, anyway this you know 25 elements are all given here total material cause mahatatva mm, that is the 24th minus a subtle element full explanation is in shrimad bhagavatam 11th canto chapter 22 so so these are the things so this is called complete knowledge of the complete but when there is incomplete knowledge of the complete whole then we experience all sorts of incompleteness so lack of krishna consciousness gives us this feeling of incompleteness in this material world the human form of life is a complete manifestation of the con- consciousness of the living being in human form of life our spiritual consciousness com- can be completely revived you see a soul an animal also is actually a soul is a soul but he is actually suppose in his pure state he is a pure devotee of krishna even the dog even the ant in his pure state he is a pure devotee of krishna but now he is suffering as a cockroach or ant or a dog because he is completely ignorant absolutely no knowledge and he is there's no chance of even getting that knowledge in that in that body hmm that is ignorance complete ignorance but in human form of life the same soul now we have been those cockroaches and those ants and the grass and the plants and the birds and the beasts and the snakes and the everything that that exists we have been through all these species but in those species we could not there's no way we could revive our god consciousness but in human form that is why it is said human form of life is a complete manifestation of the consciousness of the living being that's why this human form of life is so valuable in the human form of life we can understand god we can understand who we are we can understand devotional service we can execute devotional service you know there is so much facility in this human life that we have missed in the millions of years in the past we have missed that and now is the time the human form of life is a complete manifestation of the consciousness of the living being and it is obtained after evolving through 8.4 million species of life in the cycle of birth and death you know how rare it is this chance we have gotten 
and it only lasts for 50, 60, 70, 80 maximum years. You know, after that it's finished. A chance which we have gotten after millions and billions of years will last only less than 100 years. It's gone after that. So what we make out of this temporary, this short period of time, and therefore we need to treat it as an urgency. We cannot think that, oh, I still have time, you know, yeah, you know, I can relax a bit. Let me take it at my own pace. Yeah, we have been taking it at our own pace, you know, billions and trillions of years. This material universe, this universe has been existent for the past 155, 20, uh, 155 trillion, 20 billion years. Because half of the life of Brahma is finished. And Brahma lives for 311, 40 billion years. 311 trillion, yeah. 311 trillion, 40 billion years. Half, half of it is finished. 155 trillion, 20 billion years have passed. And we, smart Alex as we are, we have still, we are still here taking our own sweet time, going at our own pace, snail pace. I think snail is even faster. And we have been in this material world just wasting time. How long you want to waste time? That's why that song Bhakti Vinod Thakur has said, um, Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, Gaur Chandra Bole, Kothanidra, ja, uh, what is that? Uh, Jao Mayar Pishachira Khole. Uh, how long you want to sleep in the lap of the witch Maya? How long? You have slept in long enough. You wake up from the slumber. Get up. Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, wake up. So that is Gaurachandra Bole, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is asking everybody to wake up. Kothanidra, Jao Maya Pishachir Kole, in the lap of which Maya, how long are you going to sleep? Wake up. And <clears throat> uh, what is that? Kshurasya Dhara Nishito Duratya Durgam Pathaschat Kavayo Vadanti. Okay, let me see. Hmm? Kavayo. So what did I say? Maya. <laughs> Kavayo. Kavayo Vadanti. Where is that? Hmm? Kavayo Vadanti. Durgam Pathastat Kavayo Vadanti. Where is it? Can't even find how come. So it is there. Actually, it is in the sloka book. Uh, what is that? Uttishthata, Jagrata, Praptavaranibodhata, Kshurasyadhara, Nishito, Duratyaya, Durgampathastad, Kavayovadanti. Uttishtha. Veda is also saying the same thing. Gauranga Mahaprabhu said the same thing. Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago. But Vedas also are saying the same thing. Uttishthata, Uttishtha. Uttishtha means get up, get up. Jagrata, wake up, wake up. This is the injunction of the Shastra. Vedas are saying, wake up, get up, get up. You have attained a human form of life. Prapta varan nibodhata. You have gotten the greatest benediction in this human form of life. Kshurasya dhara nishito duratyaya. This, this life is like the edge of a razor blade. Little bit inattention and you will slip. You know, you are walking on a razor, razor edge. That's why everything that we do, slight wrong thinking and it is sinful reaction. Slight wrong thinking, sinful reaction. And maybe so-called right, slight right thinking, there is a pious reaction. That is also bad. 
because you have to take for every reaction you have to take birth to experience that reaction so taking birth is bad whether good family bad family whatever pious or impious you're going to take birth in this material world. that is bad so it is like walking on the razor's edge you know when you're shaving you know a little bit a little bit inattention and it'll cut so like that you know it is it is very very dangerous uh, durgam pathastat kavayo vadanti it is very difficult path so wake up and you know you are walking you know such a uh, dangerous path by sleeping you know is even worse you know by sleeping so wake up and be attentive to the to the real mission of human life the vedas are proclaiming asitim chaturashchaiva lakshan lakshan stan jeevajatishu what is that bhramadbhir purusham prapyam bhramadbhir purusham prapyam manusham janma paryayat tadapi abhalatam jatah tesham atmabhimaninam varakanam anashritya govinda charanadvayam prabhupad wanted us to memorize this verse uh, so ashichim chaturashchaiva 8 point yeah vrajikishwar prabhu has given uttishtata jagrata so you know um, <coughs> what is that ashichim chaturashchaiva 8.4 million species of life we are revolving जातिषुम तेषाम आत्माभिमानिनाम वी हैव बिकॉज ऑफ अ ग्रेट प्राइड वी डोंट सरेंडर वराकानाम फूल्स वराकानाम अनाश्रित्य आश्रित्य मींस टू टेक शेल्टर ऑफ बट अनाश्रित्य मींस दे डोंट टेक शेल्टर ऑफ बिकॉज ऑफ देयर बिग प्राइड आफ्टर गेटिंग ह्यूमन लाइफ दे डोंट सरेंडर मान व्हाट इज दैट गोविंद चरणद्वयम द लोटस फीट ऑफ गोविंद देयरफॉर वी हैव दैट सॉन्ग हरि हरि विफले जन्म गो आइनो मनुष्य जन्म पाया राधा कृष्ण ना भजिया जानिया सुनिया विष खाइनो नोइंगली ड्रिंकिंग पॉइजन व्हाट इज दैट आफ्टर हैविंग अटेन ह्यूमन बर्थ नॉट वर्शिपिंग राधा एंड कृष्णा इज नोइंगली ड्रिंकिंग पॉइजन द मींस सुइसाइड सो इफ इन दिस ह्यूमन फॉर्म ह्यूमन लाइफ अ फुल कॉन्शियसनेस द लिविंग एंटिटी डज नॉट रियलाइज हिज कंप्लीटनेस इन रिलेशन टू द कंप्लीट होल ही लूजेस द चांस टू रियलाइज हिज कंप्लीटनेस and is again put into the evolutionary cycle by the law of material nature so our completeness our our perfection is to uh, go back to godhead and serve him there as a eternal servant but that completeness we can't realize and we are put in this imperfect world in the cycle of birth and death because we do not know that there is a complete arrangement in nature for our maintenance we make efforts to utilize the resource of resources of nature to create a so called complete life of sense enjoyment and because our life is actually meant for surrendering to krishna our maintenance is taken care of by the complete arrangement by the supreme of course we have to do our agriculture and all that that is the system that is given by krishna that is the complete arrangement but we have our own plans therefore it is said because we do not know that there is a complete arrangement this cycle of sacrifice this whole this actually keeps the thing going you know but because we don't have this knowledge um 
we think there is some inadequacy and therefore we need some industries we need some all this this economic development and all this to make it complete we think it is incomplete and now we need to make it complete and that is the whole mentality of this industrialization huh? because the living entity cannot enjoy the life of the senses without being dovetailed with the complete whole yes that is a fact he is called rishi uh, what is it govinda giver of pleasure to the senses actually one cannot be happy here in this material unless he serves krishna he cannot be happy in this material world vishwam purna sukhayate for the devotee even the material world is full of happiness because he is serving krishna prahlad maharaj said naivodvije para duratya jayatranya i am not i am not unhappy i am completely happy because i am always glorifying you my dear lord narsimha so when we do that our senses are completely satisfied hmm. because living entity cannot enjoy the life of the senses without being dovetailed whereas those who are not devotees even if they have billions and billions of dollars they are not happy they are not happy they are very very poor in happiness and they are beggars when it comes to happiness they are begging for happiness they don't have it <clears throat> we may be beggars for money of course for krishna not for ourselves but happiness oh devotees are very happy very happy instead they don't want to endeavor in this materialistic way mm. that much happy they are uh, but they beg but for their benefit the people who are you know working hard it's for their benefit that the devotees beg that too is not for themselves but those people although they are billionaires millionaires or whatever they are they are beggars of happiness but they can't get it and um so because the living entity cannot enjoy the life of the senses without being dovetailed with a complete complete whole the misleading life of sense enjoyment is illusion it is illusion the hand of a body is complete is a complete unit only as long as it is attached to the complete body so see although we are complete units we are only complete because of our attachment to krishna without our attachment to krishna we won't feel that completeness so although we are complete we have to be dovetailed with this com- supreme complete we are the inf- infinite asmal complete we have to be always in in be in touch with the infinite complete <clears throat> then it is a complete um happiness for us the hand of the body is a complete unit only as long as it is attached to the complete body when the hand is severed from the body it may appear like a hand but it actually has none of the potencies of a hand hand is used to do so many things but when the hand is separated from the body yeah it has the shape of a hand but it doesn't have the function of a hand no more can it hold anything or you know defend yourself nothing you can do anymore with that hand that hand is finished it's no more a hand it it, it has a shape of a hand yes hmm similarly when we are disconnected with the lord we may look like complete but we are not complete hmm we can, our real potency is not exhibited in this material world because of that and we behave in a perverted manner <clears throat> similarly living beings are part and parcel of the complete whole and if they are severed from the complete whole the illusory representation of completeness cannot fully satisfy them so although how much ever we want to make this material world complete and you know increase our sense gratification oh 4g is too slow the internet we need to have 5g we need to have 10g or whatever we want to always make it take it to the next level take it to the next level hoping that that would make our life complete but then we will always it's like the donkey you know with the carrot attached to it you know the the donkey to make the donkey move 
then the master will tie a, this thing a stick here and then he will put a rod I mean stick and at the end of the stick he will hang a carrot and his donkey wants to eat the carrot so in that way he will move he will move he will move he will keep on moving he will never reach the carrot because the <laughs> it is just tied to himself so this this donkey hope of a, in hope of getting that carrot he just moves and moves and moves but then never actually gets it so like that we are donkeys here in this material world because we are trying to search for happiness we will never get we are thinking okay if I get one more step I will get closer to the carrot one more step one more step and with each step the carrot is always that much say the same distance farther away from us you know we will never get to the carrot Similarly, the so-called happiness is like a donkey's, you know, quest for happiness in this material world. Similarly, the living beings are part and parcel of the complete whole and if they are severed from the complete whole, the illusory representation of completeness cannot fully satisfy them. The completeness of human life can be realized. See, this is now. The completeness of human life can be realized only when one engages in service of the complete whole. We are the complete parts and he is the complete whole, Krishna. So, we have to engage in his service. And then we will feel complete, suprasidati, completely satisfied. All services in this world, whether social, political, communal, international or even interplanetary services will remain incomplete until they are dovetailed uh, with the complete whole. When everything is dovetailed with the complete whole, the attached parts and parcels also become complete in themselves. See that? So, this is the whole verse. So, I hope you understand all that complete, complete, complete. <laughs> so, see, this verse, in this way, we cannot understand if it is not explained by a pure devotee. Shankaracharya also had his own explanation, Sharirka Bhashya. But it is totally confusing. It is completely confusing. <laughs> complete. That is all complete. Alright, so we have a few questions. Okay. So Virendra Prabhu is asking the parts of the Vedas are Brahmanas, Aranyakas, Samhitas, and Upanishads. Each of the four Vedas ends with a principal Upanishad. Can you explain? Well, the whole structure of the Vedas, uh, there are so many. Actually, I do not know, even know. Like these Upanishads are taken from some of these Vedas. Like uh, Ishopanishad is take, taken from the uh, Yajur Veda. So, in this way, they are taken from their parts of the Vedas actually, and they are compiled as separate again Upanishads, and they are actually like a sutra, like um, what is that? Sutra means like a headline. headline. So, like for example, Janma Adhyasa Yataha, Ujanma Adi Asyasya Yataha. It is just four words. In short, a very, very, very big thing is explained in a very short amount of words. So, that is what these, these sutras are all about, these sutras of the Upanishads. So, they need a lot of explanation, but they are explained in the Smriti Shastra in great details because the same Janmadhyasya Yataha, the Vedanta Sutra aphorism, is explained in the Bhagavatam as Janmadhyasya Yaton Vayad Itaratas Chartesh Vabhignas Farat Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavaya Mohyanti Yatsurayaha Tejo Vari Vridam Yatra Vinimayo Yatra Trisargom Rishad Dhamna Svena Sada Nirasta Kohakam Satyam Param Dhimahi. 
big explanation. So, and on this class, this is the first, very first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, on this verse, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur gave class. Now, today's class is two hours plus already. Hmm? Two hours. He gave a class on this first verse of Bhagavatam for three months. Three months, he was speaking on the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. How much it can be expanded, you know? There's no, de- there's no limit to the expansion of each of these verses. So, when that, such a huge amount of knowledge is condensed in few words, that is, the Sutra, Upanishads are full of that. So, basically, each of the parts of the Vedas are ended, ending with this Upanishad and they basically summarize the entire, the, the knowledge of that Veda and then all the different parts of those Vedas in, in short, you know, sutras. So, that is actually what Upanishads is all about. Vishnu Teja's question, is the Paramatma in the heart of every living entity different from the Paramatma in every atom? How can it be different? Paramatma means it is the same Supreme Lord. How can he be different? No, he is the same. Then Vishnu Teja, aren't the modern scientists right in a way because Srila Prabhupada said the materialists created nuclear weapons to destroy each other? So, what is right about it? It is just the activity of material nature. So, they can understand to an extent, for example, they can understand to an extent this laws of material nature, to an extent, yes, but not everything, especially things far away and then things beyond their control, they cannot understand actually. They cannot understand the mind, they cannot understand the soul, they cannot understand actually the distances of the planets. In fact, Prabhupada on one, in one university in America, he was saying, he asked the audience, why do you think that the days of the week are in that order, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. In every single culture, every single language, it is the same order. Every single... Why? Why is this same thing everywhere? I'm sorry. (laughs) My leg hurts a little bit. So, why is this same everywhere? Why? They had no idea. He said, this is the order in which the planets are as far as, as far as the distance of them from the earth is concerned. Sun, you know, Sunday, Monday. Monday is actually moon day. In, in uh, Sanskrit, it is Ravivar, Shomvar, Mangalvar, Budhvar, uh, Guruvar, uh, Shukravar, Shanivar. So, Shani is the Saturn farthest from the earth. Ravi means sun. That is the first planet nearest to the earth. And then moon is actually farther than the sun. And Mangal, I think, is Venus, is farther than the moon. And then comes Buddha. Buddha means, uh, Guru means Jupiter. Buddha means what? Mars, is I think so. So, in this way, anyway, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not an astrologist. I may get it wrong. So, anyway, um, so all these planets, they are in, in that order because it's that is the distance of them from the earth. So, Otherwise, nobody actually knew why this, the, why this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they do not know. And Saturday is actually Saturn day. So, Saturn is Shaniwar. So, Tuesday and all these things are different versions of, the, I mean, different ways of ma- meaning the same, all these planets. Yeah, maybe in Latin or Greek or whatever is the etymology of those words. But these, um, you know, th- this is what is mentioned. So, in that way, we need to understand... Um, that the perfect knowledge we can get from the Vedas. So, they know to some extent, but not everything. 
So they think the moon is like near the earth and the sun is very far away and this moon is revolving around the earth and earth is revolving around the sun. They have a different model of understanding. We have a different understanding from the, uh, you know, <coughs> uh, this thing. Uh, Buddha means Mercury, Mars means Mangal, okay. What is Venus? I think Mangal is Venus or Mars? Anyway, yeah, I think, <laughs> maybe. So, that way it is um, explained. Virendra Prabhu asks, worshipping demigods through yajnas is karmakanda. Yes, that is correct. Actually, there is a verse. Mm. Shrimad Bhagavatam 11 21 23 11 21 23 Phala Shrutiri Yam Niranam Param Shreyo Vivikshay Aproktam Yatha Bhaisha Jerochanam Those statements of scripture promising fruitive rewards do not prescribe the ultimate good for men, but not hut, but are merely antisments for executing beneficial religious duties, like promises of candy spoken to induce a child to take beneficial medicine. So, a child wouldn't take... So, a child wouldn't take medicine easily because it's bitter, he doesn't like it. So, then you give some candy, okay, you take this candy, uh, then yes, 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 and then you will take the medicine, okay. You know? So, to just induce him to take the medicine, the candy is given. So, in the same way, people don't want to do sacrifice for Vishnu because they just want to enjoy the senses. So then, these promises of fruitive reward are there in the Vedas. Okay, you do this yajna, then you will go to heavenly planets and enjoy in a better way. Oh, that's nice. Okay, I will do this yajna. Because he is actually interested in that enjoyment in the heavenly planet. He is not interested in the yajna. But that's the candy that's, that's pulling him to do that yajna. So, in that, in that yajna, there is worship of Vishnu. Even if you worship the demigod, you have to do Vishnu worship and that the share of the sacrifice is given to that particular devata. So, in that way, he is induced to do yajna. So, it is as a candy, promise of candy shown to them to take beneficial medicine. Akshaya also means inexhaustible. Yes, Akshaya means unending. Kshaya means end and there is no end. So, others also inexhaustible. Avyaya means inexhaustible. <coughs> Vishnu Teja. Akshaya also means eternal because end means finish, death. Akshaya, no end, eternal. Avyaya especially means inexhaustible because even if you take away everything from him, he will still remain complete. He is not empty in that way. Akshaya, whereas Akshaya means there is no end of him, you know, in that way. Then um, Vishnu says, are the demigods satisfied when Mayavadis do japa with Om? No, demigods are devotees, so... They, they are not Mayavadis, they are actually devotees of Krishna. So, a devotee usually doesn't like Mayavadis. Then Virendra Prabhu asks, the Mayavadis impersonally say Brahman, Satya, Jagan, Mithya. What is Vaishnava theory? So, they say Brahma, Satya. Um, the, spirit, the spirit is um, real and this Jagat is Mithya, this world is illusion. But, as Prabhupada said, no, actually this is not just illusion, it is also real. It is real. But this is temporary, temporary. Just like when the when the exhibition is put up, when there is the exhibition, one can make one can make real money out of it. 
but it is for temporary. You can't make money all the time from it because after some time the tent won't be there. If you, you, you know, if you still are there and trying to sell it, nothing will be there because the exhibition is finished, the time is finished. So, but as long as, as it is there, you can derive benefit from it and that money you can keep. Even after the exhibition is finished, you can keep it. So, similarly, we have to profit from this temporary world, from this temporary life and take how to extract eternal profit from temporary world. So, that is intelligence. That is the best return on investment. So, we have say 80 years on an average, 80 years in this life. So, how to extract eternal benefit from this 80 years? So, execute in devotion, execute devotional service and then we will be open to unending, you know, infinite life in the spiritual world. So, that is intelligence. So, to gain eternal profit out of this temporary world, that is real deal. But if we think that this is all in all, then that is foolishness. So, that is the illusion. As you said, the rope is not illusion, the snake is not illusion. But to think that the snake is a rope or to think that the rope is a snake, that is illusion. If I see a rope and I say, oh, I become afraid, oh, that is a snake. So, <laughs> that is my foolishness because I thought something as something else. Uh, but it is, not, oh, oh, it was just a rope, okay. But it, that doesn't mean that there was no, that there is no such a thing as a snake. There is a snake. But this is not the snake. To think one thing as to be another, that is. So, to think that this material world is a place for happiness, that is illusion. Hmm. Just like the water is reality, the mango on the tree is reality. But to think that the mango is in the water, that is illusion. So, like that. Chaitanya Chandra Das, I have a question about Diksha Parampara. Can you explain about it? Oh, this is a big topic. So, oh, we don't have time and it's actually out of topic for today's class. So, kindly excuse me on this. The three modes of material nature are included there too, right? The three modes of material nature. Hmm. Yeah, in the 24 elements. Probably, I think. No, the ingredients. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many things that are counted. Actually, there are million, th a million, million things, but they're classified as 24. So, to exact, exact 24, I have to see. I think that that verse that was shared in the comments, it explains like, you know, all the ingredients basically. <coughs> Krishna Smaranam Prabhu. Oh, he's here. I was always objective about the spiritual body. Can I justify myself? The understanding of the complete whole means that the manifestation of the spiritual body is realistic. What is that? I was always objective about the spiritual body. Can I justify myself? The understanding of the complete whole means that the manifestation of the spiritual body is realistic. I actually do not understand the question. Mm. I actually do not understand. I mean, the spiritual body is real. It's just that it's covered by the material, the material body now. But yeah, it is real. I mean, it's real. Then Virendra and Prithuraj Mishra Prabhu are saying that, okay, Shukra refers to Venus. Okay, good. Okay, now it is more clear. So, Mangal refers to Mars. Buddha refers to, what is that? Yeah, I forget again. Let's see. Buddha, Buddha means Mercury. Okay. Guru means Jupiter. Shukra means Venus. And Shani means Saturn. So, these are the, this thing. Uh, 
all right some questions i couldn't answer sorry but i hope that is useful all right thank you for the session and we will meet again tomorrow with the first verse of ishopanishad hare krishna jai shri prabhupad ki jai ishopanishad ki jai nitai gaur premanande hare hari hari bol hare krishna